Brian Hartline recently visited four-star receiver Donovan Olegbode, who plays at IMG Academy. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another feel-good Friday is here, guys. I'm happy to be here with you on another Friday. And this one is a whole lot warmer than the one last week. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Friday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Friday, January. Excuse me. No, we're going back in time. February 2nd in the year 2024. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. During today's episode, we will be joined by LockedOn's recruiting analyst, Mr. Brian Smith. Brian and I dive into and discuss Brian Hartline visiting four-star wide receiver Donovan Olegbode. Also discuss a talented defensive end from New Jersey that Larry Johnson has his eyes set on, and the Buckeyes are pursuing a four-star safety, Deshaun Stewart, who also plays in New Jersey. It's a feel-good Friday. Got a lot of good recruiter news coming your way during this show. You don't want to miss it. And as we welcome in Brian Smith, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked One College Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked One College terms and conditions apply. Brian, last time we talked at the end of that show, we talked on a guy that I had seen up in Indiana, and you had not seen, I don't believe, with your own two eyeballs. The roles are reversed right now, as this is another kid in your own backyard. Four-star wide receiver Donovan Olegbode, hope I said that correctly, plays at IMG Academy, a receiver that Brian Hartline recently visited, and I believe he'll make Ohio State better if he committed to Ohio State. Yeah, this is a player that has been on the scene for a while. He's Carnell Tate's buddy. He's originally from Chicago. That's how... IMG ended up with him because Carnell had come down and he'd spoken to the staff. Hey, we need to get this kid down here too. Strong kid, got some power to him, built like almost like a running back. And he's got the quickness you're looking for in short area space, but he's bigger and stronger than most high school kids. He's got a chance to make an early impact. I actually saw him again this past weekend at the Battle 7-on-7 tournament down in the Miami area. There's no reason not to like him if you're Ohio State or anybody else. He's a kid that can go get it, take it off your head, or run by you. How did he perform in that event? Just like he should. Okay. Uh, making catches and making people say, who is that? And I'm like, oh, that's Donovan. And I'm, like, it's, I'm used to I, – I ignored him for the most part because I've seen him <laughs> enough. Right, right. And I, I'm used to seeing – and I had somebody ask me, I'm like, no, no, he's the IMG kid. He's good. Don't worry. He, he's all good there. He, he just makes plays. He's consistent. He doesn't say much. He's not a big talker. He's a guy that just makes plays, and it doesn't matter what route you run him on. He's well-versed. He's at IMG, though. He's been coached. You know, he, he can do the route tree. Unlike a lot of high school kids, he understands the bigger picture. And that's another reason I think he'll play early no matter where he goes to college. You know, that's one thing that Ohio State loves is those guys that can run the route tree that you're not, when you're coming to Columbus, they're not learning the things that should be, I'll say elementary, but there are a lot of high school kids around the country that don't know how to run the entire route tree as a wide receiver. These kids at IMG and a lot of the kids down there outside in South Florida 
especially some of the ones you saw at the 7 on 7 event recently, they know how to do those things that schools want freshmen to know how to do. Yes, there's a learning curve from high school or even an IMG Academy up to playing in college football. But if you can do the basic things, that's a great building block and stepping stone for when that kid goes to play college football. Yeah, it makes it easier for anybody because you don't want to be, I don't want to say reteaching, but to a certain degree, it could be on how to run a comeback. What's the difference on your release when it's a guy that's a long, tall corner compared to the 5'9", 160 guy? There's different concepts, different ideas for any play and different guy in front of you. The Ohio State kids like Carnell Tate have played at IMG for the most part, they know. Jeremiah Smith, I can tell you, I've talked to him about it. He understands the concepts, even with his ability. If you don't know how to get off a release, all that goes out the window. So, yeah, it's important, and Donovan will be one of those kids that can make that adjustment pretty quickly. What are some weaknesses in his game? I would say just getting faster. Okay. I mean, he's already filled out, yeah. and he knows all the other stuff. It's just about speed, setting up your guy. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he can play at the next level, but college is still different than even IMG. They're playing an elite schedule and everything, but every rep is different in college because one inch off this direction or that one in terms of how you set up your route is the difference between your first down and it being second and 10. So just the nuances of the game. But again, like this past tournament, I saw him for a few plays and I kind of ignored it. Yeah. I already know he's really good. He's proven that for a long time. And I go down to IMG quite often. Nothing to really worry about there. He's a ball player. How did was uh Javen Boggs there? Oh yeah. How did he oh, do? Yeah. He, he runs by guy. He's another kid that's it's there's no real reason to be that intrigued by him. I try to look at the underclassmen kids. Okay. They're gonna be like juniors and stuff, or a kid that I've never seen before. Boggs is his if you need entertainment, turn on Boggs' is huddle film. He, he's running by guys in Florida. So that that speaks volumes. He won state player of the year by one and one associate, I don't know why it wasn't Jeremiah, but nonetheless, Boggs won one of those as well, to put it in perspective. He's he's an elite kid. Speed is his game. He needs to work on some of the nuances a little bit more, with getting off different types of coverage and this and that. But film, it's still the same, man. When you just run by guys and he's got good hands, it's going to take care of itself. He may need a little more schooling, but he's at Coco and he's getting coached. That's a great program at one state. I think he'll play pretty early at Ohio State too. How important is it for coaches right now to visit players like Oleg Bode, who is in the cycle trying to figure out where he's going to play college football? I'm not sure his timetable, but how important is it for Heartline to visit this young man at this point in the cycle? It's vital. If you're that kid and you can go to you know, 25 schools or whatever it is, probably more, okay, who am I visiting? That's a small list compared to the number of schools that have extended you an offer. Correct. It usually goes on relationship. I say this on your show all the time. That's not going to change. You need guys that you believe in, especially if you're going to travel halfway across the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the parents are going to feel the same way. Obviously, Heartline's a really good recruiter, Offer's a good recruiter, et cetera. But they need guys to buy in early. When you, Especially with the IMG kids. They get visited more than any other school in the country. Every time I'm at IMG – Guys walking by me are the same guys you see on ESPN and Fox Sports and stuff on Saturdays. So it's, you know, it's the who's who. And there's going to have to be some relationships where he says no more. Will it be Ohio State? I doubt it because they put in the work, but they need to make sure they put in the time. You can't take it for granted just because you've got the Buckeye on your polo that doesn't automatically get you an official visit. Now then there's going to be some kids that kind of look at it that way, but 
Donovan's a guy that can go wherever. So as long as they recruit him hard, they should be okay. Do you think, just from what you've known so far, being in the in the school and things like that, do you think the Buckeyes have – you sound like a realistic shot, but if it comes down to, say, Ohio State and Alabama or Ohio State and Georgia, do you think Ohio State in that threesome has the upper hand right now? I would say they've got as good a shot as anybody because these buddies would take. Mm, I, I, wouldn't bet against, I wouldn't bet against Ohio State with receivers in general. But Tate's kind of the wild card, and he's had early success. You know, he was kickoff guy, got some passes last year. Obviously, his experience was good. That's going to bode well for somebody that you follow to the same boarding school in Florida. You know, they're from the same city. I, I would, you know, I have no idea. I did the interviewing. I wasn't even interested. I know I'm going to be at IMG not that long from now. I'm going to wait to interview until I go down. But Ohio State's going to be right there. We just touched on a wide receiver that Ohio State is, had recently visited in Brian Hartline. But Larry Johnson, he's been pretty busy as well. He has his eyes on a really talented defensive end from Jersey. We'll dive into that. That we'll dive into that young man next on Locked On Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snack, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways to end the season with a W or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. Brian, we touch on it, and I say it when you're not here as well. Ohio State has to get better at the recruiting on the defensive line. It's not just one flip or two. It's just sometimes the caliber of guys you're getting, it takes a little bit more time for those guys to get up to speed to play college football. This four-star um, defensive lineman, Darren Ick- I can't even say his last name. I, I've been trying to pronounce it and say it, said it before we started, uh, but can't get it out. He's from Hillside in Jersey. And this is one young man, 6'5", 225 on one recruiting database. The other says 6'5", 240. This man, when I see him play, it's great. And the offers that he has go into why Ohio State is in the mix to recruit this young man. 6'5", 240, real lengthy kid. Plays at Hillside in New Jersey. It's a program that's had a lot of players over the years. The way I look at it early on before I turn on film is I go through the list of the offers. Yeah. Is there something that stands out that's unusual? The first thing I noticed is that the University of Georgia had offered a kid from New Jersey. They're not going to spend a lot of time in New Jersey, only two or three kids. So that tells you something. That being the case, what does Ohio State need in this class? Probably as much, if not more, than anything else. Defensive line. You know, they, they, the kids they got last year were good. They just didn't get enough of them. They need four defensive linemen, if not five, in this class. This is the kind of kid that can get you jump started. They obviously got the kid from Philly. That helped a lot. I mean, he's, he's a special talent. Can you get two of those? This is a kid right over the border from Philadelphia, and they've always had success in that area too. So Ohio State has a lot of playing time to sell here. Over the next two grades, like going out, 24-25, Ohio State's going to lose a bunch of defensive linemen. So 
I would imagine he's going to be a priority. I think so too. And Brian, there's been a lot of Ohio State fans that have been upset with some of the recruiting that Larry Johnson has done or upset with some of the defensive line play at times. I think last year on the defense, D-line was one of the best positions at times on the entire team. Not saying the best, but one of them. And he did a lot of good things with that group. But a lot of people, fans-wise, are saying, does Larry Johnson still have it? Can he still coach? Can he still do this? Can he still do that? You mentioned John Garcia previously on, on last week's show, and John made a comment saying, hey, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Now, unfortunately, the Buckeyes have lost some more recently than they normally would, but that's just the cycle of recruiting right now. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. This is the kind of guy that I really believe and hope. I believe it personally because I want to, but also I got to hope. He views Larry Johnson as a coaching legend that he is and keeps that in mind when trying to decide what school he wants to play football at. A lot of kids talk about that. And during the off the conversation kind of topics that we go into that I don't put on air or in an article or whatever, Johnson's name comes up when I ask kids like, you know, who are some of the guys that you'd want to play for? If I'm talking to a defensive lineman, he's always one of like the five guys and you're in, you're in the conversation. And I think this past year, Ohio State's defense, they were obviously really good, especially down the stretch. I would imagine that there are going to be a few opportunities for him to sign some elite kids. He's still Larry Johnson, and now they've backed it up because they had conservatively a top 10 defense last year, I think top five yeah. in the nation. That's you know just my opinion, stats or whatever, just the eye test. How hard should it be? And there's going to be playing time. Again, they're losing some key defensive linemen this, this coming year and the year after. I'd have to think they're, they're going to get at least four really good ones. If they don't, I will personally be one of the individuals calling on, on like what's going on with Johnson because you're doing it on the field and there's playing time and you got the Ohio State logo. You should be able to get the key guys. You mentioned what the players talk about off the record. I was recently talking, well, it's about a year ago now, talking to a, a guy who used to play offensive line at BYU, lived in Indiana, and his brother – Oh, it's a kid at IMG from Brownsburg. I forget his name. Committed oh, yeah. to Oklahoma. Yes. Um, it was his brother who I was talking to, and he was saying about Jackson at the time, Larry Johnson, Ohio State, Larry Johnson, Ohio State. Like, he's going through all the offers. But at the end, he mentioned Larry Johnson earlier in the conversation, but he went back and said, but it's Larry Johnson. And this is a guy that played college football, and he said it's Larry Johnson in a positive way. And at the time, Ohio State was towards the top of – Jackson's list ultimately committed to Oklahoma, and I completely understand why you would want to go from IMG to Oklahoma to play football. I, I get it. Makes a whole lot of sense. But Larry Johnson, even though a lot of fans are upset with him and don't agree with some of the things that, have, that he's done, he's a coaching legend, and he's done a lot to have his name be the way that it is right now. Not only do the kids you talk to that are being recruited view him very highly, former players do as well. And I do think that impacts how a young man views a school that he might play football at in the future. They want to go play for a guy that can get him to the National Football League. That's every recruit I talked to. I don't remember the last time I spoke to a kid that just said, I want to play in college, then get a job. <laughs> I'm only I don't remember. That doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right with the guys you're talking to. No, no. You know, the elite kids want to at least have a cup of coffee in the NFL. They know it's hard. Yeah, the NFL, in my opinion, stands for not for long because not many are. But at the same time, if you play two, three years, you can change the trajectory of your family, and they know that. So 
I think that matters a lot. Everybody that I talk to, the common line or something to the effect of which guy or which staff can get me to the next level. And they'll say the next level is not college. The next level is pro football or NFL. There's almost every kid. This tournament, this last week, I had like three or four guys bring that up. Unsolicited. Johnson puts you in that conversation because of his history at Penn State and Ohio State. So, yeah, it's going to get you to open a few more doors that you just got to kick in some too. Sometimes you got to get a kid you weren't supposed to. And it used to be Ohio State did that. They haven't done that as much lately, although they got the kid from from, uh, uh, Georgia this last year. Not everybody thought they were going to get him. So that was a good trend. But now they need to do that with four or five of them. They need a really good D-line class. Last thing on this young man right now, Ohio State is in a weird situation. I say weird because a lot of schools move on from defensive coordinators quickly. If they go on, either they're not good enough, they let go of them, or they go on to the National Football League or they get promoted to be a head coach somewhere. Jim Knowles is going to be the defensive coordinator at Ohio State for the third year in a row. Now, I don't know if Knowles wants to be a head coach down the road, but how do these young recruits like this young man view a defensive coordinator that has been there for three years when that's not normal in this sport? That's something that's interesting because one of the things that schools sell, Ohio State or otherwise, we have a coach that's putting guys in the NFL. When you can add to that that this is a guy loyal to our program, because you know he's gotten offers from the NFL or whatever, it's just automatic. It's his agent's job to look for those. That's what yeah. those guys do. I think that's important because there's really, I mean, Larry's a great example of that. He could have taken other jobs too, and he stayed at Ohio State. But you have to be able to sell. You're going to play under the leadership of a guy that has had arguably the best defense in the country, or top, whatever you want to say. And he's going to be here year three. We've got him locked up, yada, yada, yada. He even had a really good defense at Oklahoma State where they don't normally have good defenses. All of those things are true. Again, this is another way that you knock on the door or in some cases you kick in the door because you're Ohio State and you have a special piece to sell to somebody. Their defense was a pain last year. It's a complex defense, but you saw the jump they took from year one to year two. Mm -hmm. It was expected, maybe not as much as it did, but they did really well in key games keeping teams down. I mean, again, I've mentioned this before, but the first 15 third downs for Penn State, they were over. The only one they got was at the end of the game when Ohio State was just playing soft zone. They figured it out. The players have learned it. Now they're just interjecting new players into the same roles that are just talented kids coming up. This is how you win. Tom Osborne did it. Bobby Bowden did it. Some of the Trestle did it. They've got their system in place. It should be a lot easier to recruit. Last but not least, got one more kid left. This one's also from Jersey, and he is someone that Ohio State has had two coaches talk to and visit recently. We'll talk about this young man next on Locked on Buckeyes. This just just visit Central. Everybody's taking visits at Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama. Everybody's going around the country to visit these talented young men. Deshaun Stewart from Jersey, uh, DePaul Catholic uh, in Wayne, New Jersey, Recently got visited. I do believe it was Matt Guerrero, the new safeties coach, went to visit him shortly after he got hired as a safeties coach. And then another coach at Ohio State met with this young man as well. 6'2", 185. That's via 247 Sports, their recruiting database. This is another move here. Ohio State has been trending very well and high on numerous really good, talented safeties in every recruiting class and cycle. I think it's the same thing here. Stewart to Ohio State, not saying it's set in stone, but I'm not surprised Ohio State's going after him. If you watch his film, they play him at corner. 
most of the time at DePaul, and he could play either spot, but he could run with the, the smaller shifty kids. And then on some of the screens and the, and the runs and stuff, he hits like a big-time outside linebacker. He had some huge hits. I don't know which position he's better at long-term. Good problem to have, though. Yes. And exactly. it's why Ohio State, you know, those kinds of programs are going to go out. I'm sure Penn State, Michigan, and everybody's offering this kid. But I thought it was kind of funny. I think uh, 247 has him ranked like 250 in the country. There's no way he's number 250. Right. You know what I mean? He's He can cover and he can stick. Most kids that play corner are not the greatest tacklers. I'll just leave it at that. This kid plays more like a safety in terms of physicality, but he runs really, really well. So that's a great program. They've got other kids there that are good. I believe Plaxico Burris' kids there, et cetera. You're going to recruit that school anyway. But if you can get DBs, you always look for DBs everywhere. I don't care which school you are. In Ohio State, it's got you know a lot of tradition there in the last 10, 15 years anyhow. This is how you stay on top in, in the Big Ten and have a chance to go to the playoff. you got to have the guys that are going to the league, a corner and safety, if you're going to be in that hunt. This is a kid that can do that. Is DePaul Catholic one of those schools? Um, there's a school in Maryland, I believe. That's Same a really thing. good it's a pr- uh, private school. Is it one of those private schools in that area where all everybody's kids go and the colleges know if you want talent, come here, flock here, and we'll, we'll provide the talent for your school? Uh, there's five or six schools like that in New Jersey. It's one okay. of yeah, it's it's not the top of the board, St. John Bosco, like in California yeah. and modern day. Every state's got a few of them, but DePaul's in that in that realm in New Jersey for sure. Okay, I was curious about that because when you said Plaxico Burris' son goes there, I was like, oh, so like this is to me, it's like this is one of those schools, like not in a, not in a bad sense, but people of note sometimes sitting their kids there, and that's where the yeah. talent is as well. Um, I noticed a jump statistically from Stewart. From his sophomore year in 2022 to his junior year this past year, 2023, had 26 tackles his sophomore year, jumped up to 56 his junior year, six PBUs his sophomore year, 19 pass breakups as a junior. Brian, we've watched a lot of football. That's not, I don't know a lot of guys that get double digit mm-hmm. pass breakups like that at the high school level. 19, almost 20. You talk about versatility, that shows up in the tackling, but also being able to cover as well, he, he can do it all. Yeah, that's why I think he'll end up a top 100 kid, if I had to guess, by most services. And again, he's playing in the private, private school league in New Jersey. Totally different. Uh, the public schools don't do near as well in that state because most of the kids go to the private schools. He's playing against dudes. And he's probably got a guy on the opposite side that's good, or he wouldn't be getting that many chances. <laughs> Why would you keep throwing that way? Okay, this is not a rocket science adventure. So he's playing against good, good competition and making it happen. That's why he's getting Ohio State to come look at him. It's, a, it's just straightforward, man. Ohio State has a new – this will be the last thing for you here. I don't know how um, young athletes view a school that has a new coach at their position. Matt Guerrero's coming in new. He has a previous history at Ohio State, previous history with Jim Knowles. So he has history with the program with Day and the defensive coordinator that he's working for, which go, which is great. But how do guys like Stewart view a school having a new coach at the position that they play? Well, it, it depends. I mean, your first impression, it's always important. I mean, he's a guy that if he's been there before, it should help. He's going to Ohio State's not an easy place to break into. So any form, whether it was him as a GA or whatever, and I'm not sure that's important. I don't care if he was an analyst or whatever. He's going to have history. And that'll help him because other kids are going to know about him. But the most important thing with these new coaches, experienced or not, 
the meeting, the first time they meet with their guys, do they set the right impression? That's just open-ended. Whether your reputation is really high or not, all these kids, again, it's the same thing. Do I think this guy is going to help me get to that level? That's a checkbox. If you don't sell them early on, that transfer portal window opens up again on the 15th of April. I'm just going to leave it at that. And Ohio State's got a lot of guys in that room anyway. You know, maybe some of them are teeter-tottering or whether they want to stay because of playing time. You've got to make an impression. And then you got to go out and recruit on top of it and try to keep it. It's hard. So being the new guy is not easy, but it's up to him. It is. Guys, I love having Brian Smith on the show. He is locked on recruiting analysts. You can follow him on Twitter or X, excuse me, at FBScout underscore Florida. Follow me on the same platform at JSTevens07. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Friday. We'll see you next time.